0: What if AI was working so well, but it answered the wrong question? It can make something worse. Or again, if you don't put the right data into it, it doesn't naturally give you the right answer.
1: Hello, healthcare. That's Ryan Younger, VP of marketing at Virtua Health, which is a five hospital healthcare system in New Jersey. Ryan joined us to discuss the many ways that Virtua uses AI in their marketing strategy. However, if you follow his talk, which is a great site to learn the latest healthcare technology trends, you might have noticed they featured a thread from venture capitalist Aike Ho. She started her thread with the statement, AI and healthcare doesn't really exist right now. Wait a minute, how is that statement possible? Well, she went on to name challenges like driving adoption and cleaning data. These are valid challenges, but it's important for us to hear from health systems like Virtua Health who have overcome these challenges for many AI use cases. So how are Ryan and team consistently driving marketing outcomes using these newer technologies? Well, you'll hear more from him after the break. Consumer experiences, major disruptors in AI tech are shaping healthcare for years to come. On Hello Healthcare, we dive deep on these issues with leaders who are driving change. I'm Chris Hemphill, VP of Applied AI at Actium Health, and we hope that these stories will help you to create or demand a better future in healthcare.
0: Hello, healthcare. I'm Ryan Younger, Vice President of Marketing at Virtual Health. I'm excited to be speaking at HMPS on May 18th. We're going to take a different spin on CRM and talk more about the impact marketing has on human lives. Not only do we play a key role in driving volume, revenue, and reputation, we connect people to services they need in moments that matter. I look forward to sharing how Virtua does just that. So I hope to see you at the Summit in Salt Lake City. Check out healthcarestrategy.com summit to learn more about a really great program planned and a full lineup of top speakers from around the country. It's from May 16th to the 18th, so don't miss it.
1: Ryan is the VP of Marketing at Virtua Health System. Hi, it's great to be here. Ryan is implementing a bunch of different AI tools and monitoring the progress from a strategic level. So from an AI and patient engagement perspective at Virtua Health, could you just give give us some background on what was your interest in, in using these types of technologies and tools to reach your audience?
0: Sure, we always kind of start with our strategy and the one that puts marketing very much in the forefront of what we're doing at Virtua is orienting to the consumer. And that really drives everything we're doing. Technology for us is is really the enabler. It can help us bring things at great scale. It can help us get much more targeted. We can be much more effective. And so that's some of the background for how we think about things. And we're using AI technology in a lot of different areas, whether that's our CRM and data analytics, our media buying, our chatbot. I mean, I think I said earlier, There's really no aspect of marketing anymore that isn't impacted. I always compare it to digital marketing. You can't really be a marketer without doing digital marketing. So we sort of take that off of a title. We just call you marketing. I think the same thing is true of of AI. And the way that you phrase that
1: is extremely refreshing because uh, a lot of times people look at AI as uh, a technology. Let's look into this AI stuff as if it should exist in some sort of basket outside of the digital marketing and the digital strategies that you're already using to uh, reach out to your patients. So what you're seeing is that like in a patient engagement context, it's not what's our overall AI strategy, but how does it fit into, into our strategy to reach out to our patients to begin with?
0: Yeah, we're often thinking about, well, how can we connect better to our patients? It's all about getting personal, right? And so if this can help us you know, understand who our patients are better, the kind of messaging that's gonna resonate more with them and ultimately connect them to the services and physicians they need, that's what we're trying to do we see ourselves as marketers of course you know we're trying to activate people but we are more and more trying to do that with with you know for very good reason about getting people to access services proactively and to get care you know before it becomes a major problem to create more of a relationship with them so they can count on us in all the moments that matter but along that whole wellness journey not just when they're having an acute episode
1: so there's a number of domains that you mentioned a little bit earlier such as your media buying like audience selection, data analytics, and things like that. Could you talk about like with all these domains? Probably within each of those domains, there's 20 different AI technologies that are meant to address it. So, how do healthcare leaders suss out like what a valuable approach is?
0: You know, we and we're thin. We are a department of about 20 to 25 people. You know, smaller than than some of the other places, and we might only have one person in each of those areas. And so, you know, we develop, we recruit, we we've got a great team. And they're able to bring things forward a lot. We also partner with companies, and we have people that help us with media buying, that help us develop natural language processing, that help us with CRM, and we partner with them. They're all an extension of our team, and that allows us to, you know, we think, kind of leapfrog some of the competition, or, you know, we, we like to think of it as outsmarting them or stretching our dollars more.
1: That really reemphasizes the point that you were making earlier, that it's not just a, a technology play. The question was kind of around how do you go about selecting the right technologies, but a lot of your answer was predicated on partnerships and the people that are at these firms to help use these algorithms or use these approaches to, to further the needs and strategy that you're, you're focusing on.
0: Yeah. As an organization, you know we're, we're so focused on listening to the consumer on you know, having the consumer drive our action and, and leadership is very aligned in our strategic plans. What we need to grow, and they've given us a lot of empowerment for how we then do that. And technology is a huge enabler in that process. But it's all rooted in a in a very aligned strategy, in a very supportive culture, and metric driven. You know, they they want to see the results of what we're doing.
1: So let's talk about that too. You said they've given you a lot of empowerment. I think that it was a. Uh... Uncle Ben on Spider-Man that said, with great empowerment comes great responsibility.
0: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, great empowerment, but but with a huge expectation that we're going to show results. And if something's not working, you know, we're going to stop doing it and we're going to do something else. We've got to have data that shows what we're doing is working, that, you know, each dollar that they're investing in marketing, frankly, is something that they're not investing on the clinical side or on some other kinds of infrastructure. So we try to use those, dollars really wisely. And we're certainly held accountable. It's a, it's a great leadership team. When it comes to making sure
1: that we're making responsible choices, we're using the data effectively, are there any kind of examples of things that these AI or analytics approaches have led you towards or maybe even campaigns that you found out were not such a good idea to launch? It?
0: I think we've had a lot of success in a service line-driven approach. We've kind of shown that when we needed to bring people back to care, especially following coronavirus, That we were able to do that with cardiac services, with breast care services, with orthopedics, and many others. And, And also, even within coronavirus, you know, with getting people to get vaccinated. And so a lot of that activation has worked really well. Now, I won't say that everything always goes so smoothly. You know, we might find out that a particular message or a particular subject line or an audience wasn't as defined as it could have been, and we'll refine from there. But the overall campaigns, I can't say that we've had an unsuccessful one yet. And again, we're still pretty new to the journey at, at Virtua. I've I've only been there three years, but we didn't have CRM prior to that. It was we stood up the first. System and we've been at it for about two years. We've recruited a team that is just excellence, is pushing the boundaries. We have a great partner with Actium Health, for example, and um, we're innovating together. And I think we're we're along this journey that's really working well.
1: Hello, healthcare is brought to you by Actium Health. Healthcare leaders use Actium CRM intelligence to activate patients, and drive meaningful engagement. You can make it simple to identify and predict patient needs by using AI-driven next best actions. Learn more at actiumhealth.com. And now back to the show. This is great to hear. And I love your focus on pushing the boundaries. You outlined a scenario where there hasn't been an unsuccessful campaign yet. But I would imagine that there's still some boundaries, some some different things that that you're hoping that AI might be able to do in the future. Curious about what might be on your wish list for what all these tools and technologies could do.
0: On my wish list, I guess I'd love to see them continue to get easier. you know, just like the you have to train the models to get smarter and better. we've got to train ourselves with the work that goes into them, and sometimes the planning. For a campaign requires you know significant lead time because we're trying to get buy-in from a lot of different groups. We're trying to pull a lot of data together, make a lot of sense of it. And I don't think any of it's easy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it just um, you snap your fingers and and machine learning just you know puts out the right answer. I think you've got to you know challenge things. You've got to look at assumptions. You've got to you got to do a lot of legwork behind it as well. And so it would be great if we snapped our fingers and the right model popped out and. Everything happened automatically, but I I don't think it quite happens that way.
1: Yeah, and that's a a good focus to have because, with the other stakeholders involved and the diverse interests and needs that they might have, an operational stakeholder versus a clinical stakeholder versus a marketing or in, in finance, et cetera, there are a whole wide range of questions to be able to answer in that. So, not just the algorithms, but the experience around the algorithms, I would say is very much in the forefront here. If I would have talked about AI in 1999, it would be a total different experience than uh, talking about it right now. So back then, it was a kind of a distant promise with some vague ideas around it, whereas right now it's pervasive in everything that we do. I Pull my ph- uh, phone out, it's predicting what my next t- uh, text is going to be. So. I'm curious about, with the proliferation of AI, with all this tech available, there's a lot of hype around it as well. There's a lot of people that see, oh, if we uh, slap AI on the back of our URL, then venture capital firms will look at us and all that. Within healthcare, there's a really big cost to that. If healthcare leaders are purchasing tools that don't work or uh, have false promises or show biases, et cetera, then people's lives are impacted. So that makes me really curious, especially having such experience with a broad range of AI tools and approaches. Are there some common thoughts or some threads that healthcare leaders should consider to get past the hype?
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. You know, there's so many things that raise up on the marketing radar and then sort of disappear. They they provide a lot of promise. And, and in healthcare, we can be kind of a copycat industry. So if someone hears that and they kind of go down that path. But like anything else, you know, you've got to look into it. You've got to um, know what it is you're trying to accomplish, and you've got to challenge those models. You've got to ask what's driving them, because it's, again, that old adage, garbage in, garbage out. It doesn't naturally make things work. What What if AI was working so well, but it answered the wrong question? And we've seen that with some of the work, you know, with bias. In other ways, it can make something worse. Or, again, if you don't put the right data into it, it doesn't naturally give you the right answer. And so I think making sure that you have good planning going into it, that you have good measures coming out of it, and that you're really thinking that through just like you do other technologies or other platforms or how you test your creative and your brand and, and your messaging. That's
1: great. And uh, I love the, the way that you're phrasing that because I feel like a lot of people subject to the hype, well, they look at data as like this big, pristine thing that they can't question. And we can't continue going like that. If I make a technology that you can't question, then it takes away your power in the the relationship. So what you're saying and what you're proposing is to ask about the types of data that are being used, to ask about what types of questions these algorithms are asking, or what they're being trained on and what kind of targeting that that they're doing having that confidence to ask to make sure that these healthcare leaders are taking the right approaches with, with these technologies.
0: Yeah, and again, involve a, a large set of teams within your health system. We have so many experts on the clinical side, on the operations side, on the technology side. You know, Are you working closely with your IT department? Are you working closely with service lines and operational leaders? Because they're going to ask those questions as well, and they certainly know a lot about the patients that they're seeing and, and who they're not seeing and where different referral sources coming from. Yeah, I just can never underestimate that need to create a, a constant dialogue and to, to you know, reach out and, and talk to people about what's working and, and have them challenge you.
1: Yeah, that's extremely important as well because what we're looking for with these data-driven approaches we want to kind of use the data to confirm what we do already know, but we're looking to be challenged. We're looking to find the patients that we otherwise wouldn't have reached out to or find the strategic approaches that we otherwise hadn't been considering. So it it only stands to reason that we should challenge our vendors and challenge the people uh, putting those out in front of us and also kind of challenge our own assumptions if we start seeing differences in that data.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no magic bullet, right? We've been in healthcare for a long time and and healthcare is constantly evolving, constantly changing. And right now, you know, another word that comes out a lot is consumerism. Well, what does that really mean when you unpack it and understand that, yes, consumers are making a lot of their own choices now, high deductible plans are driving a lot of those choices, value-based care is driving a lot of those changes, It's constantly evolving and right, you don't just flip on one switch and the other one happens. There's a lot of complexities going on within that. And that's healthcare. I mean, that's what makes healthcare really interesting.
1: Well, I really appreciate you sharing these insights and thoughts. Uh, What's the best way to get in touch with you?
0: I love keeping a constant dialogue going and just sort of having a a big network. So it can be email. I'm ryounger at virtua.org. It can be LinkedIn at Ryan Younger, Twitter at Ryan Younger, really creative there. Uh, Just (laughs) use my name and um, I just love that constant dialogue with people.
1: Great. Well, fantastic. And thank you for taking part in a dialogue with us too.
0: Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks again for tuning into Hello Healthcare. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You and your feedback fuel us. This conversation is brought to you by Actium Health. To get the latest on what these healthcare leaders are saying, subscribe to our newsletter on HelloHealthcare.com or join us for our weekly sessions on LinkedIn. Thanks, and when we see you next time, hello.